0: um and welcome back to Trail Talks. We're here with some of the athletes who participated in the 2023 World uh, Trail and Mountain Running Championships in Innsbruck, Austria. Um, so joining us, we have um, from Norway, Steen Angermund, um, from Switzerland, Judith Weider, and from Germany, uh, Katharina Hartmut. And um, wel- welcome to each of you. Um really excited because uh you guys all uh, competed at some some different events uh, uh earlier this month. Um and want to want to hear about each of your experiences. Um maybe just start with um Katarina. Um so uh, I understand this was your first world championships. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Tell me just a little bit about the the, the process for Team Germany in terms of um, selection and um, how how it sort of made it onto your race calendar to to, to, to go for the World Championships.
1: Yes, I have to say it was quite unexpected for me. (laughs) Um, So last year after my third place at TDS, um, I got a message from like the German, uh, I don't know, head coach or what you call this person. And um, back then he already said like, hey, would you maybe be interested? There is a World Champs next year. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm the right person to pick here for the German team, because I know, especially with the women, there are so many strong women in Germany for the long trail. Um, so I was quite surprised, um, but also happy, of course. And then um, they came back to me in spring and asked again <laughs> if I would be still interested. And I mean, it's a world champs, and it 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 was in Innsbruck, so that's very close to where I live, um, in Switzerland. So um, yeah, I was quite honored, obviously, to go there and to represent the team, and yeah, that was the way it worked.
0: And so you ran in the long trail event, um, yes. and had a had an amazing race. Finished uh finished second in the field. Um, so, just t- tell me a little bit about your, your experience. Um, what was the course like um, in, in the long trail and um, yeah, just any observations you had uh, in your first international race?
1: Yeah, I think the, the course, it really suited me. Um, at first, I was a bit afraid that it would be too short because I'm used to running in longer competitions, so more than 100k usually. Um, but then I when I realized that there was so much climbing involved and also yeah maybe a few technical sections, then yeah I felt quite confident um, yeah to run it and yeah I mean in the end it was a great day. we had uh, luck with the weather so compared to Judith and Stian who had the rain the day before, there was no rain or no thunderstorms for us. I mean it got a bit hot in the afternoon but other than that, it was just perfect conditions for, for running. And I mean, we had to take the alternative route. We couldn't go up uh, because of the snow that was still there on the original route. But I think in the end, it was still a beautiful course. I really, really enjoyed it. I was glad that there was so much climbing involved because that usually helps me um, if it's a more of a slow race. And I think it was a comparatively slow race um, in the end due to this climbing. Um, yeah, and it was great. I mean, the atmosphere—that was really cool to have it, uh, as it was the World Championship to have all these spectators there, and you really felt that the sport is uh, people. People know the sport there, and they live it, and they um, they came out and and cheered us quite a lot. So that was really really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so the the long course was supposed to be about eighty five kilometers, and I think maybe about fifty five hundred meters of of climbing. But because of a, a last-minute change, because of weather, it went, went up to about 88 kilometers and around 6,000 meters of uh, of climbing. But it, it it probably felt more like a 100k course. I would I, I would guess just given the amount of um, uh, climbing and, and technicality.
1: Yes, and also the length of the race. I mean, I think the the winner for the men's it was only below 10 hours. So that's that's quite long for 88k. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and and uh, Judith, uh, so this was not your first world championships. You, you had competed in, in Thailand, um, which was the 2021 world championships because, because of COVID got, got delayed until, uh, until last fall. Um, but you competed in the mountain races uh, I- in Thailand, and then you switched over to the short trail uh, in Innsbruck. Tell, tell me about that 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 transition
2: yeah so yes it was my last or my second one um, after Thailand I was injured quite for a while last year or the the two years before actually so for me it was perfect that the world championships were um, one year later so I had the chance to compete something last year because I couldn't compete all the summer and this was like last second racing for me in November Um, But actually, the trail short would have been too long already. Um, It is still like three, four hours competition time was way too much since I was actually not really running until the races were going. So I was just Mm -hmm. mostly on the bike and a little bit uphill running, but it was really a little. So this uphill races or this uphill and up and down was just perfect for me to come back to competition. But I mean, short trail is what I love the most, to run a bit longer, to see more mountains. And um, so it was always the plan to try to go for the short trail in Innsbruck, even though 45 kilometers for me then was already a long race. So
3: mm.
2: I was not sure if I will make it to the short trail, actually. But um, I'm really happy I did and the preparations went quite well. So yeah, I'm really back where I love to be and where I belong, I hope.
0: Yeah, and I think like the, the long trail um, running a little bit longer than, than the distance might suggest, would you say I was the same with the short trail in terms of the course and the, the elevation and the technicality?
2: Yeah, so I mean it was a quite a long race in time of uh, time wise. Um, we had also quite many uphill meters um, but I mean we knew it beforehand so I think I was always expecting to have close to five hours which I in the end did and also probably that the men will have more than four 10 or four hours which were like set to be. Um, it was quite, yeah, I mean, we ran a little bit on the course um, it's not a technical course, but since you're not many times able to run really fast, fast, it makes you slow. And then of course the uphill meters, they were like really steep. So you're quite slow there. Um, but yeah, in the end, it was good that it was that long because I really enjoyed it. And especially the last few kilometers, they were beautiful. So it was really worth going up all the way there.
0: Yeah, it was a, a beautiful descent down into Stubai um, for, for the short course uh, and, and a finish in the, in the town there. Um, and, and you had a fantastic uh, re- result as well, so you, so you finished second in, in the short trail. Uh, you had also done well in the mountain running events in, in Thailand, you had a, a top 10 in the, in the Classic, but um, uh, were you happy with your, with your result in, in Austria?
2: Yeah, of course I was happy, especially coming from injuries. And I actually had a hard time sometimes uh, choosing between uphill, the uphill race or up and down race. But as as far as it was so much asphalt on the up and down, it was like perfect for me to come back on this um, trail race. And yeah, I mean, I did what I could and that was the second place. So I was really happy with the race.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have, also with us another um, sort of back-to-back world world champion competitor Um, so so Steen uh, you obviously uh, had a a really great race in in Thailand um, and you were were able to defend your your title in the short trail um, in in Innsbruck Uh, tell us about your your experience in Austria and how it compared to to Thailand
4: yeah it was very beautiful to run in Austria and I Really like the the area, like they have beautiful mountains and the the village in of Innsbruck is uh, is beautiful. So the the races was very different, uh, especially when it comes to racing time. In in Thailand, I was racing three hours and eight minutes, if I remember correct, and here in Innsbruck was four hours and nineteen minutes. So it was uh, the racing time was way longer, um, and then. Um, it was uh, not as warm luckily in uh, in Innsbruck. i was i will say we had actually very good condition with um, with some rain and uh, it was not too warm so i think it was uh, was really beautiful perfect to run there
0: yeah there was some some inclement weather towards the end of the short trail race and i think unfortunately there were about 40 or 50 runners towards the, the the end of the field who had to actually get cut off. Um, but I, for for probably yours and, and Judith's race, uh, the, the weather was mostly mostly clear. Yeah,
4: there right? had had been some rain I saw in the last downhill, so there was uh, quite slippery. There was uh, I was sliding around in all the turns <laughs> down downhill, but it was. Uh, was fun. So yeah, we were very lucky with the weather, and then too bad for the last one in the in the trail marathon that they didn't uh, they couldn't finish. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and just in in terms of the the event itself. Um, so so you mentioned the course was a little bit different, um, with the race being back in in Europe. Did you feel that that sort of changed the um, sort of the. competitiveness um in terms of the 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 field in terms of who is best suited to um to 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 the course yeah i guess uh, like
4: trail running is very big in in europe and uh, a lot of us that are in uh, like the the top runners come from europe and we're used to this kind of trail so maybe it suits us uh, better but I think it's nice that, uh, that the event goes around and we, uh, in different places so we can run in different type of terrain. So, um, yeah. OK.
2: I think um, the World Championships are getting competitive, more competitive um, because it's also getting together. Um, they have like made it more popular. And it's like on a place in a year where I think people want to run. So. Last year, it was kind of like November, many had their season already done. Um, It's a long flight. So probably this was like affecting the competitiveness. But um, this year, I think it increased a lot. And I hope it will even get better for the next few years.
0: Yeah,
4: I think so too. I think it's good that they combined it uh, with the federations. Like you have the uh, mountain running uh, and ITRA and like all the federations working together to have make the event bigger. So I think that's a, a good thing.
0: Yeah, and, and certainly it seemed like the size of the teams, uh, a lot more countries were sending full full delegations mm. um, and uh, it, you know, it always depends on sort of how far each country needs to fly to, to, to go to the host, but um, uh, probably a lot of the European countries were able to send full squads to um, to, to, to Innsbruck and, the, and they weren't to, to Chiang Mai. Um, but really curious for for I mean for for each of you, you guys are all um, very competitive elite, elite runners. Um, what is how would you describe the differences between the atmosphere in a World Championship type uh, event versus a, a big private race that you would typically run?
2: I can just say it from my or my side. I mean, I've already always been an athlete who has been competing with a national team since I've been an orienteer. Mm-hmm. And therefore, also the world championships were always the most important competition. So for me to run with a Swiss team behind myself and to run in a team as well, it makes it special. Um, and I think also the like the ambience itself in Innsbruck was really nice um, there were lots of spectators on the trail especially on the shorter distances of course because you get it more together but also actually on the long trail I heard it, the, there were lots of guys just up in the mountains and which makes mm. it really special um, and compared with a, a race from a, a shoe distributor for example I think it is really cool to have like a big history behind a race. And maybe this makes it special as well. And I think that's why I want to run these races as well. For example, like now um, in Switzerland. It's just the story and the history behind it is so special. But still, World Championships, for me, they should be the highest thing to achieve because um, I think it makes the sport grow even better. and. Um it makes it stronger for the future.
4: Mm. And I think because it yeah. is a world championship, then the um, people are, uh, m- most runners are really aiming for be at the best shape on that race. And that also makes it more exciting that you know the field will be very strong and people are like building up to be at their best, um, best shape as possible for that race. And that makes it fun.
1: Yeah, maybe to add with the with the team. So for me, it was the actually the first time to run with a team, basically. So with if, if the national team. And um, I mean, we are so used to compete just for ourselves. And I mean, it was still a competition where we had first and foremost to compete for ourselves. But it was very special for me to compete in a team, especially because we knew we had quite a strong team with the women in Germany, in the long trail. And we knew we could get a team medal as well. And in the end, I mean, I really enjoyed getting that that uh, that medal like with the second place for myself but then it was even more special i think to to have the possibility to celebrate also with the others because we also received that that team medal and i think that is really special because usually you don't have this in in any other race and um yeah i'm i'm quite uh excited to see how it will unfold in the future with the different races especially for the ultra community because we have these races like UTMB and i think if you would ask people they would still say way UTMB is way more important than the world championships. So let's see how it will possibly change in the future, but I think in the moment it's it depends also a bit maybe on the distance uh, what people would say which is the more important race, but I think in the ultra community it would still be other races that that uh, until today have the yeah are more important because also they have this history as Judith said.
0: Yeah, no, and, and I think that's a, that's a fair point, and um, I think the nature of ultra running is there probably a, th- there is a limit to the number of competitions uh, that you can do um, as a races in any given year, and 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 you need to plan your 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 calendar. And I um, I, I know that with the World Championships being knocked out of the normal schedule um two world championships l- less than a year apart um is a big commitment for a lot of runners who are having to balance um a- a- other big races so the next world championship is going to be two years away um in in count frank in spain um and and it'll be interesting to see sort of how many runners make that an a race um in-, in their respective calendars you know be- being able to-, to to spend next year doing wh- whatever they wish um but uh uh yeah, yeah. how did, did did competing at this year's world championships require any of you to um to to push back another race that you you, you might have done or uh, how did it affect your competitive schedules
2: yes for me it, of course it was to i have to push back since i'm not able to race more marathons every year like at mostly just like one or two marathons a year. So I had to postpone UTV for next year or OCC. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for me, it's okay. I, I choose that way because I hope it helps try running to grow and make world championships even more important. And that's my statement. But others they do it differently, and that's also okay. So I think we have just to make your choices or my choice, and then go this path. And I think that's cool and that's fun to go your own way.
1: I mean, it was convenient that it was at the beginning. No, yeah, at the beginning of June now. I mean, it is quite early for the season, especially for the ultra season. Um, so I think it was it was quite good because usually the the long races they are only in July and August so time wise that was so for me it was not such a big problem now
4: yeah, for for, for me the know? yeah the for me the world championship is the ultimate thing to run so for me it was like no it was not a difficult choice
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yes. and i think for 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 a lot of runners who have the chance uh, to to compete for their countries it's um uh I, I think it's probably the same you know it's uh not, not always that you get to put on the the national team jersey and uh, and run for your country um now just in terms of the event itself in in innsbruck uh it it's a different style of uh, of race you know there's obviously a lot of um a lot of other races happening in the same week um a, a lot of um uh, a lot of other athletes wearing their sort of their national team outfits milling about, um, any highlights that you guys wanted to share outside of your own races um, for, for, for the week in Innsbruck?
4: I would say just watching the other races. Like, for example, yeah. the ultra race, I was there at the kilometer 38 or something. And saw so most of the runners come by and I was so much fun. And also for, I didn't actually see the uphill, but up and down for the last day was like fantastic. The atmosphere and to watch the other runners, that was fun.
1: Yeah, I really loved that as well. I mean, I have to admit that I had to watch most of the races uh, in the live stream, but even that, I mean, the coverage, it was so, so well done. Um, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed that. And then on the last day after my own race, then we also went and uh, cheered our own like runners on the up and down course. And yeah, that was just, it was really cool. I mean, it really felt a bit like UTMB week because there it's a bit similar that you also have each day is somehow a different race. Um, but now with, with the team then, and then you could support the other team members in each race. So that was really cool. Uh,
4: and, and I think it was very nice that now the the trail marathon and the ultra were two different days. So then we can follow the, the other race. Like in Thailand was yeah. uh, like, you have no idea about uh, the ultra at all. Like it was only, for me, I was only focusing on the, on the marathon.
0: Yeah, so Yeah. The, so the way that they scheduled it in Thailand was, I, I believe, just three days of races. They started with the VK and then the trail, um, short trail and long trail were all held on the same day, just yeah. a, an hour apart to space out the field. And, mm-hmm. and then the classic on, on, on day three, whereas in Innsbruck, uh, it was one event per day um, with the VK, short trail, long trail, and, the, and then the classic. And, and I agree it, I think it 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 gave everyone a chance to cheer on different races. I think probably for the mountain runners, gave them an extra day of rest in between uh, those two races. And I did see a few people who combined, um, you know, the short trail with the classic, um, which maybe you wouldn't be able to do um, if they were on back-to-back days.
1: But there were some who combined the uphill with the short trail. That was a bit rad.
2: I actually had planned it to do that. <laughs> but um, it's actually true, like since it's uphill and then short trail, it's just like not even 12 hours between the yeah. when you come back to the hotel and when you have to uh, leave yeah. your room again. So it's too short. So for that to combine that, which would be quite nice to do actually, um, the ultra and the 40 would have to change and um, to have like these 24 hours at least between this. But for me to combine it with the up and down, it would not have been possible because my pain in my legs were too much after the downhill. Um, <laughs> since it was 1400 meter downhill and we went quite fast. Um, yeah, it yeah. would not have been possible for me.
0: I
4: was watching the the uphill on uh, oh, yeah, on the television and it looks so much fun and I was, when I saw it, like, oh, I wish I was doing that race and the uh, the, the trail marathon because it was, it looks really beautiful. It
2: was, yeah, it... I was cheering on the slope uh, with my mm-hmm. family and it was just perfect. Yeah, because I just needed to have something else besides my <laughs> races. So mm. it was perfect to be there with the family and to cheer my teammates and uh, yeah. I was hard actually watching it, because I really was thinking I could be here. But in the end, it was a smart choice because, as I said before, it's not smart to do too many right. races, So um, for me at least. So it was perfect to do this choice.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would give the uphill probably the, the gold medal for the most uh, enjoyable spectator event. Uh, I, I watched it from the um, uh, from the top of the, um, uh, of the of the chairlift or, or, or whatever sure. you call it, yeah. um, and, and um, you know just where where the um, the course went onto the sort of open slope, so you can kind of see everyone, um, uh, you can see the entire field sort of th- thinning out there, but. It's amazing just the the speed in which um, those VK runners you know go right from the start. You know it's it's a 45 minute race essentially, so uh, yeah they're they're going at, at faster than half marathon pace. But man, like it it's frantic. Um, so yeah, but uh, I, I think the, the the trail events are just. They're so different. Even if you're racing them aggressively, you're you're still sort of managing hours of uh, of running rather than sort of tactically battling for positions and getting through narrow gates when the field is not yet thinned out and, uh, and all of that. Um, yeah. So, uh, in, looking forward in, into sort of future world championships, um, you, could you see yourself? Um, competing in a different event than you, you you've done in the last time or um, what, what are sort of each of your plans in terms of um, in terms of future championships
1: it would be great to come back but I have to admit that for me it would need to be at least the, lo- the yeah I mean it would be the long trail again and at least the, the distance so I hope actually that there would be a longer trail in the future maybe a bit more than 100k or somewhere between 100k and 100 miles. Um. yeah that would be my favorite distance so uh, if this is the case or if it is similar to what we had this year then I would love to come back um, but I don't really see myself on a short trail or even shorter I have to admit.
0: Oh, it's Steen you're going to give the VK a try next time? <laughs> yeah like it, there is a European
4: championship next year so I haven't seen the course but maybe that could could be could be fun so, but i am also fan of skyrunning, so I might do the world championship in skyrunning next year, next year as well so uh and then we'll see in uh, in uh, karl frank uh, in um, in twenty five it could be fun to run the trail marathon there as well, but we'll see like uh, i don't i haven't planned anything yet so um the the future is just full of uh, possibilities opportunities so uh we'll see. <laughs>
0: And how about yourself, uh, Judith? Uh, and, oh, and, and uh, Steen brought up the European Championships. So this is something that um, th- that ITRA and the, the World Mountain Running Association's uh, t- trying to promote is, is regional um, championships sort of in the years where the worlds aren't being held. Um, is that something that sort of w- w- would tempt you?
2: Yes, for sure. i want gonna go for the European Championships as well. Um, I've never been running them, so it would be fun. But for me, it's always it will always be a hard choice between the distances because I rather have like this 30k of races. Since the trail short has been 45 plus the last two years, it's really it's always a big choice between this uh, up and down or the short trail. So I actually for myself, I would love if the short trail stays under 40. Um, it would be a fast race, but not like going towards ultra. Um, or uh, up and down, which is really technical. That would be also very cool. Um, and I would love to do that because since I love fast races, that would be just amazing. So I will see how it goes since the distances always are decided quite late. I have to see what will be in um, 2025. But um, mm. yeah, I will stick to shorter or short trail, but never <laughs> towards long trail, probably. But uh, yeah. There are lots of choices yeah, to be
0: done. You're not interested in Katerina's suggestion about, uh, <laughs> about a Miler World Championship?
2: mean, why not? Because I think since I say it, UGNV is still like the most important race. Why not? But I think UGNV will stay the most important mm-hmm. race. And World Championships can be like a great alternative with a bit shorter race for the best ultra fast runners. So I don't know. But um I think we have not to play these two races against each other or also other series, just make the world championships even more important than to to make it more popular for all the right, uh, runners.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah. maybe
2: not my suggestion about under 40s, maybe not the one which is the best for all runners, but for myself, it would be cool to have um, an under 40 race on the short yeah. race
0: Yeah, no, for sure. All right, um, and just before we we wrap up, I'm just really curious in terms of what each of you are um, uh, uh, have on on the, the calendar next in terms of races. So, um, uh, what, what's your next big uh, big project coming up?
1: Well, so I just came back from another race. I uh, briefly decided to do another sports. know oh, I did a, a long distance triathlon last weekend. Um, so it was a bit close towards the ch- uh, after the World Champs, but it worked out pretty well, so I'm quite happy. But now I want to fully come back to the trails.
4: What distance were were you competing?
1: It was the long distance, so Ironman distance.
4: Ironman distance, oh, okay. Was it yeah. fun?
1: It was a lot of fun, yeah. But I I uh, realized in the marathon that I really don't like flat marathons. <laughs> so You, you need to choose
4: I'm... a heavy version then.
1: Yes, exactly. There are hilly versions, but I prefer to only run the trails and skip the swim and the bike, I think. Um, so, yeah, now my next race would be the Eiger Ultra Trail. It's already in two weeks, so I'm not yet finally decided if it all works out. But uh, I've, I'm feeling pretty pretty good at the moment, so let's see.
0: You've had you've had some, you've had some good, good luck at Eiger in the past.
1: Yeah, yeah, last year I was able to take the win there, so it would be... I would have to need to fight for that win again, Uh, maybe it's a bit more tricky than the second time, I guess. Um, So let's see. But then the the real goal is uh, go back to Chamonix, of course, in UTMB week, I'm not sure yet if it works out with UTMB because I have not qualified via a race. So I need some luck uh, yet to get into UTMB. But if it does not work out, then I will uh, do the TDS again, which I've already done last year. So one of the two long distances.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, about, how about yourself, Judith?
2: I will go back to Golden Trail World Series um, yep. in two weeks in Canazei at the Dolomites, and um, yeah, do four probably four out of the Golden Trail, or the last four out of the Golden Trail series, and hope to qualify for the final this year. Uh, versus last na- uh, next year, I will try to qualify for OCC and see if that works out because I yeah for me it's too much to have another 50k this year so this year I will focus on the goal uh, the next few months
0: okay yeah uh, and how about you Steen? yeah I will
4: also go to uh, to run the Dolby Sky Race in yeah it's a two weeks time so that will be fun yeah. and uh, after that I will do Uh, a race in the I I don't remember the name of the race because I'm horrible with names but uh, it's a race in the mountain running series that is uh, close to Chamonix the following weekend Uh, and then I will run Kommeur double vertical and OCC so um, so that'll be be fun and the autumn I'm not sure about uh, how that will play out yet
0: yeah yeah well so I mean Everyone deserves an off-season at some point, so <laughs> it sounds like it'll be pretty busy summers for uh, for, for each of you, so, all right, well, um, no, really appreciate um, e- each of you sort of sharing your experiences, um, yeah, I, I thought it was a really a- amazing uh, week of running that the the local organizing committee put on. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's always um, just an amazing experience to see all of the international teams um, coming in. Um, obviously, you have sort of the big powerhouse nations, but also seeing some of the smaller um, countries and um, you know, some athletes that are getting the chance to, to, to run an international race for the first time. Um, I, I think it really sort of brings the, the level of the sport up um, everywhere uh, and um, it's, it's a really nice uh, development. We're talking about the World Mountain and Trail Running Championships. The 2023 edition was just held in Innsbruck, Austria. It was an incredible week of racing, uh, showcasing some of the best athletes from around the world. Uh, and in this episode, we're going to talk to some of the athletes who took part in that event, uh, as well as some of the organizers who uh, helped put this, um, this very large event um, on behind the scenes. Uh, and we're going to start with the organizers. So uh, I have some very special guests with us. Um, first off, joining us from, uh, for, from Northern Italy. Um, in the Dolomites, we have the Head of Running Competitions and Events at World Athletics, uh, Alessio Punzi. Welcome, Alessio. Uh, hello, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, our pleasure. Um, and then normally from Hong Kong, but joining us from sunny, sunny UK, um, we have the President of the International Trail Running Association, Janet Ng. How are you, Janet?
5: I'm very well. How are you, Jeff?
0: I'm well um still still um you know coming off the buzz of of a really great world championships. It's a really remarkable event just in terms of the number of countries participating um some of whom were able to send really large delegations and um have long histories um you know competing internationally in the sport and then you had some other countries that maybe were making their first uh, appearance or 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 their biggest appearance there. Um, so you know, trail running, I think, is a sport that's, that's growing and evolving, and, and, and the participation at the World Championships, uh, I think, you could you see that reflected. But uh, maybe for those who don't know as much about um, about the World Championships and sort of its its history, um, would one of you, maybe Alessio, uh, be able just to explain the context of the event, um, sort of uh, what, what it entails, um, its history, everything? Oh yeah, yeah, with pleasure. So this event
3: was. Ideated, if you wish, in 2017, more or less. And the idea is to merge to existing and already pretty successful world War championships in this broad off-road running space. Uh, mountain running world championships have been existing since the mid-80s, 85, if I memory serves me well. And at some point, they even had long-distance mountain, mountain races, which essentially are the same product as the what would we call short trail now. Uh the other side of the um, rift, if you wish, or the divide, you had um, trail running championships, which were organized since 2007 by the uh, International Association of Ultra Runners. And a few years later, ITRA joined them. When, when ITRA joined, the event really stepped up. I think that was in 20, 2015 with the um, fourth or fifth edition in Ansi France. So when ITRA joined, the event really went up a notch. Um, in 2017, um, I had just started my tenure world athletics and I was lucky enough to go to a tiny, beautiful place in the Italian at night called Baria Pratalia, where the, uh, the then IAU, been, uh, sorry, IAU-ITRA Trail awards were being held. And it was, it was beautiful and you could see that there was lots of potential. There was still a feeling of a small event. There were still lots of federations that normally would send representations to big events uh, which were not there. So together with our friends at uh, E-trial and WMRA and with Hillary at DIE, we started to wonder: what if we just have, we just consolidate everything into one big uh, off-road running championships, uh, one event that uh, certainly everyone will will look at and say, "Ha, this is the world championships," as opposed to the proliferation of uh, acronyms and, and private private you know, cha- challenges that you have worldwide. So we started mm-hmm. to work with with, with this idea. Uh, probably none of us was drunk back then, but it, we may as well have been because it was way more difficult than we thought. In my then naive mind, it was just a matter of, yeah, what's the issue? It just we, we now have an event with two races, we make it an event with four races. It was way more complex than that for for a number of, of reasons that we may investigate later if we have time. But judging from what you have seen in Innsbruck, the result was really good. And the event that Together, we delivered in Innsbruck was exactly what we had in mind. All of us, myself, Giant, Enrico, um, Jose, Rasala uh, Rowell, Thomas Sharf, when we started to, to play around with this idea. big event, the whole off road running community coming together in a, major, uh, in a major destination, in a destination that really has the brand to appeal to, to the broader community of athletes.
0: Okay, so so basically we had this World Mountain Running Championship sort of history, and then the, the the trail side of things, and it basically was a logical, you know, marriage to to bring those together and to 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 pool the resources and the interest, and and to have one mega event that brings together these um, these two aspects of the, of the sport. Is, is that a yes, sort of yes. a fair?
3: Yeah, I, I think it was. Now you use the word mega event. I would. Uh, be careful with that, because yeah, as much as I would like this to be a, a huge Olympics of, of, of running championships, we have to reconsider uh, it on the size, because if it, if it becomes too big, this event cannot have 4,000 athletes. We would run out of places with the hotel ability to host it. But yeah, it definitely is the, probably the biggest.
0: Okay, and the first combined uh, world mountain and trail running championships, um, that, that was the 2021 edition, but that, that didn't Correct. go off exactly on schedule as a number of things in our world didn't. Uh, do you want to just um, g- give us sort of a summary of an, in terms of what the um, the planned schedule was for, for World Championships and then sort of how, how that had to be uh, yeah, adjusted? Yeah, some good
3: memories, there. Some good memories yeah. there. So in 2019, there were the, the final standalone editions of the Mountain Running Championships uh, in Argentina and of the trade with IAU and Intra in Portugal. We had decided already back then that there would not be an addition in 2020 so we didn't have to cancel anything in 2020. Uh, and in 2019 we opened bids for 2021 and the interest was quite enormous. We probably received around 40 expressions of interest. Uh, four or five of them became bid, but then Covid hit and when Covid happened the only really reliable bid that, that we found ourselves with was the was the one in Thailand um, historically one of the things that we wanted to achieve with, with, with this big world championships under the world athletics aegis was to to go to places where you normally don't have this kind of World championships yes the the, the Alps the the Rockies the, the Pyrenees are the hotbed for the sport but one of the ways through which world athletics can add value is bringing in the student new geography so it really played well uh, yeah. the interest from thailand that's what we wanted to achieve however covid happened we awarded the event to thailand and then jonathan you will remember this for a year and a half we weren't really able to um to do any same visits. the team in thailand was massively backed by, by the th- tourism authority of thailand so from a political and financial standpoint no issues there uh, i had worked with them already on some other projects so we knew that they they meant it but they didn't have much experience in especially in mountain races and certainly never never did a, a world championship so um it took a lot of zoom calls and uh it's difficult enough to organize let's uh, say non-operational work on zoom organizing site visits and in the practicalities of a race in the in the woods over zoom was very challenging we were finally able to uh, at some point it became obvious to us that uh, 2021 was not realistic anymore um, at first, we pushed to February 22, but then almost immediately we said no. Let's make it to no. Let's push it to November. And uh, it, that was not particularly well received by the athletes. We were kind of losing credibility, or, or should I say rather, some of the athletes thought that this was never going to happen because you know, World Athletics is not really uh, historically been involved with this. Thailand doesn't really have an event that normally you would see the potential World Championship candidates. So. It was difficult. There was a lot of convincing to do in early 2021. At some point in the spring of 20, sorry, in the spring of 2022, uh, a delegation was able to go there, scout the courses, and eventually the whole thing miraculously came together. That was uh, nothing short of a miracle, especially if you consider that the, the LOC, some parts of the LOC had, but most of the LOC didn't have any experience in uh, organizing this kind of championships. So just to give you a little. Um, uh, to lecture into something that happened in the event so much was the stress to deliver these championships that many members of this organizing committee just left the company they they burned out so stressful it was for them to manage on the one hand the expectations from the tourism authority of, of, of thailand and on the other hand you know world athletics but even more wmra and ITRA, which were the technical partners uh, rightly so it's and wmra were demanding stuff because they represent Just like what athletics, that the the needs of the athletes. So it's not a matter of having an event that looks good; it has to be right for the athletes. And there was a lot of uh, you know negotiation to be made, but eventually it was beautiful. We had, if I remember well, forty-nine or fifty teams uh, in challenging conditions in a post-COVID year, so it really exceeded our expectations. And Innsbruck uh, was just the next logical step. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, yeah, for for the Thailand. Uh, edition, organizing any event coming out of COVID with uh, countries coming in from for, from every continent and changing travel rules, um, obviously uh, amazing to hold that event at all, let alone um, you know as successfully as, as happened. But but now that Innsbruck has happened, that, that happened less than a year after the the, the, the Thailand World Championships, which were technically the 2021 world championships. So now um, are we back to a um, every two year um, cycle and, and that's the plan going forward?
3: Uh, yes, we are. And that is the plan for, for a couple of reasons, a few reasons really. One is that, uh, especially in the trade side of the sport, as you taught me, because I, I'm not from this sport, but a number of you have uh, explained this to me, has run for their trade teams, so you cannot really ask them to, to be away from the uh, privately organized running event scene for too long. It's fine for them to do it once a year or once every two years. The second reason is that um, we are trying to have continental championships on the alternate years. European Athletics, which is the, the World Athletics Affiliated Air Association for this continent, has had. Uh, their first edition last year in 2022, they call it off-road running championships, but it's essentially the same, the same product. Although they have only one uh, trade race versus the two that we have, the 2024 edition will be in uh, uh, France, not far from, from ANSI. Um, and we are proactively pushing our associations from other regions to establish their own continental or transcontinental events. Maybe in the case of you know Asia Pacific, they, they should do one, and the same would apply to, to Pan-American Athletic Association, which, which makes sense rather than having two smaller. And then, yeah, probably, if I remember well, uh, ITRA also did a survey of their membership base some years ago, and a buy uh, was the frequency was the preferred one for the World Championships. Also, you don't want to you know, water down the product too much. If you do it every year, inevitably, you will not have the, the best athletes. And uh, in getting to a, an event that has the ability to attract the superstars of the sport is a clearly uh, shared goals that, that we all have here. So if you ask me what do you expect from Frank Frank, maybe we'll talk about it later. We really want to have the best athletes. I, I'm not saying
1: uh,
3: even remotely that we didn't, we didn't have the best athletes in Innsbruck. In if you look at the ETRA performance index and maybe Jonathan can elaborate on that, the races were really, really high quality. We want to make sure that Come September 2025, all of the stars of the sport, <laughs> they just that they have to be in Run because the ultimate race will be there. Yeah,
0: uh, it's a, it's a very, uh, very fascinating sort of uh, history and, and and sort of where the international aspect of trail running fits into the broader context of the sport. I think is um, is something that is is relatively new to the sport um, and um, uh, or, or at least sort of having the events be sort of as high profile and all together. um, It's it's an exciting new chapter. Um, We talked a little bit about the different organizations sort of behind the scenes. So um, World Athletics is one. Uh, Janet, maybe um, you could talk a little bit about ITRA's specific role in terms of um, uh, putting on uh, an event like the World Championships.
5: Yeah, for sure, Jeff. So ITRA, as Alessio mentioned, we started getting involved in the, the trail championships um, uh, in Honesty, so a, a, a few additions back. And um, I guess our role is very much um, because of where where ITRA stands uh, in, in terms of this space, like our, we, we have I would say uh, good knowledge of um, and expertise and 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 uh, re- regarding trail running, and uh, we are very close to the runners. Our members are runners and and organizers, so we we do get quite quite a good feel of, um, for example, the, the the performance level of of runners, um, how how events are organized, especially trail events. Like what are the important aspects of organizing a a trail event Um, so together with um, the other uh, parties our partners the WMRA and IAU we are very much involved in the technical and operational side of of things and to make sure that everything conforms with what is expected of a championship level race um, of of, of this level with uh, such high high level elites and um so we, we we're very much in, involved in that and i think we, we we kind of speak the language of trail running naturally and um it's it's uh it's something that perhaps we think that like we can help in in terms of uh the the execution uh of of the events as alessio mentioned i mean some of these uh some of the events um uh, may be organized um by uh bodies that have varied um uh, standards or or varied expectations like when they organize their own events or maybe they don't even organize their own races the other thing that we um off the back of because our male rarity with runners um we do uh quite uh, a lot in terms of the communication
3: mm.
5: um in, in terms of the races so um for example, with Innsbruck, uh, we've got the whole team uh came over um to uh from from Chamonix, which is where the our, our uh, pro team is based, to come over and cover um the, the media side, the communication side, so that um uh, people around the world can get a, a good feel of um what what the championship is, is about. So I think that like for us, we we do focus quite a lot on, on the communications uh of of the event plus the technical um the, the technical aspect um we we together with our partners and world athletics uh we that that's really where we we have to focus to make sure that um the the event does satisfy what runners need um and 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 yeah for for a world class event. <clears throat>
0: yeah no, th- thanks for that Janet and Just in terms of putting an event like this on, you're dealing with um, national sporting bodies, local organizing committee, sponsors, race logistics, um, health and safety. Uh, What what are the biggest challenges that 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 each of you find in terms of specifically this uh, this event? What, What what sort of what tends to occupy the most amount of, uh, of time for your organizations um, poses sort of the, the, the biggest challenges to, um, to, to solve.
3: If I may start, Jeff, uh, yeah. one important player that is not talking today and we didn't mention is the local organizing committee. Yeah. Uh, all the logistics side of things, health and safety, uh, mountain rescue organizations, and all of that—it was dealt with by them, by the Innsbruck yeah. local team. We had nothing to do with them. Obviously, we had guidelines there were lots of meetings expectations were clearly detailed but it wasn't us going to the austrian alpine rescue service and, and negotiate for for services what world athletics did for in this project was essentially coordinating relationships between the the four bodies that in, in practical terms delivered the end the LOC World mountain running in in and AU and also we we helped on a few specific areas once one was the um, medical setup we had uh, two people from our medical management team which uh, normally yeah. delivers in full these events when, when it comes to the world championships uh, however here they made sure that the medical management uh, of the local organizing committee was up to scratch and theory, there were no issues they were on the top of the uh, of their game there was a Inevitable level of coordination when it comes to anti-doping um, mm-hmm. results management and testing authority bits, so not the operations but the, the governance side behind it, if you wish. We were instrumental in finding the hosts. And then, then there was the uh, unglamorous but very important work of balancing everyone everyone's needs because these associations, I mean, these associations have certain needs and expectations the LOC has different expectations. Sometimes there are you know, diverging uh, expectations. I spend all, an, an awful lot of time trying to mediate between these different pushes. And even within the Yellow Sea, right? You had the technicians who wanted certain things, and then you had the, the politician, the tourism, and the marketing people who wanted other things. So to give you an example, there was there was a pretty dramatic change to the, layout, to the course layout in the city of Innsbruck that was decided last minute, just because what the, what the city wanted wasn't accepted by by the partners by the WmRA and neutral, so yeah that was our our role and uh, also now that I'm thinking about it because you know you, you work on autopilot you know you, it's only after the event that you think of how, how we provided value. How, also in terms of um, race entry relations with the teams, uh, we were also quite 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 central there. because historically this event has been open to um, WMRA affiliates and uh IAU affiliates this time since World Athletics is involved, we said you can only enter a team a, a, a national team if you if you represent a World Athletics affiliated member federation. Now really? in the vast majority of cases you no know, issues there in Switzerland, USA, but in some cases there were trade running communities which were barely loosely, if at all, associated with their national athletics, but now we cannot mm-hmm. say we cannot cut out the member federation because the, that is our constituent. What that is is essentially the, the Congress of the member federation. So we had to yeah. explain to the member federation why you why you have to be, be to be involved in this, why you want to be involved in this part of the sport, what is it you have to do to make sure that trail running is over time developing your country, what it means to to send a team, and so on and so forth. It was it was good fun, and we. Uh, Lay the foundations for something even better in 2021. The sport is not new, but certainly the involvement of athletics associations in, in the part of the sport, with some exceptions, that is new. And together with ITRA, we're really trying to bridge that gap. Working with ITRA is very important for us because without them and the other parties, but now I'm talking about specifically about ITRA, which represents um, the industry, the sport, more than the European of the sport. ITRA doesn't have national federations. Itra has affiliated teams and, and, and partners. Uh, working with them is important so that someone like you doesn't think, oh, here's another international governing body trying to do something that they might not necessarily know how to do, but they want to be involved because they heard that it's a hip. No, it's worth that it's creating value uh, using our assets and for the rest of it, using Itra and WMRA naive because they know the sport better than we really. do. They have the technical expertise, they have the the network, the ability to speak as Janet said, your language.
5: Yeah. I should yeah. add that um I mean I agree with Alessio. And I think the challenge um back to your question, Jeff, on like for me, I think it's that because of the nature of a championship, it's uh, it it's involved the LOC, it involves four partners uh it involves a lot of coaches a lot of teams from everywhere around the world i think um just to coordinate everyone and making sure that we 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 meet the expectations of everyone and everyone is on the same page about what is supposed to happen during those four days um i think that that is that is, that is challenging but it's it's also very satisfying if if when things work out and um you, 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 you produce uh, this amazing festival um, of um, high-level competition. Um, and then I, I think um, with the race itself, the challenge is to make sure that in a race of this competitive level, I mean, we see it, we, we, we look at the statistics uh, that we've generated and it is the most competitive race. Now, like um, in the world, uh, we have to make sure that it is a fair race, and um, we have all the all all, all 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 the standards and and everything, all all the um, things in place to make sure that once yeah we somebody like. Pull the starting gun um everything will will be going smoothly in order for all the athletes to to be able to come and compete in in in, in a good race a fair race
0: no, no and when you say it's the world's most competitive trail race uh you know you look at the the, the starting list for for all of those events and um you know there are very competitive uh, races across the, the the calendar but the depth of, of the quality um, in these races is is really second to none and uh, very special to, to be able to take part um, the, the world championships for this year are over uh, could, could you guys share maybe sort of one highlight uh, sort of a favorite performance a um, uh, j- j- just something that you'll remember um, during the event itself
3: well a couple of uh, memories really that, that spring to my mind one yeah. is this event has been organized pretty, pretty hastily. The Yellow Sea didn't have very sufficiently long time now because they they were only told, I believe, in uh, well, they had ten months, ten months, which for an event of that magnitude isn't really big. And there were it was a small team, the Yellow Sea. So what really filled uh, me with emotion was seeing finally after the event, literally after the last race before the the final concert started. The faces of the two mm-hmm. key people, op- operations-wise, finally relaxed and smiling. That kind of reminded me reminded me why, uh, why it's great to be in this, in this industry. The satisfaction you get. Also, working for World Athletics, we are essentially we're in the business of organizing kind of mm-hmm. huge international festivals, right? So to me, seeing 67. How many were they 67, 68 member federations line up with all the all of their flights and and thinking that they really converge on different parts of the world for the event that is very powerful and you know some of these member federations didn't have weren't remotely closed to fight for a top 10 or even a top 50 position for the method that's irrelevant they still wanted to be part of it because that's what you know that's what they do that's what the athletes do and it it was wonderful Um, there were San Marino, Malta, I don't want to name others, but they were, they sent full teams. And then for us, well, when, you, when you see that a member of federation that has very few, um, a very small likelihood of winning anything, it's still so connected, even financially, in sending teams. This speaks volumes of uh, of the of how, how interesting the sport is, but also how credible it is. You don't invest that, that much money to send a team to. You know don't even you can really trust it.
5: i think um i echo back to what i started in the beginning um just seeing all these teams runners and uh their their, their coaches or leaders um overcoming all the challenges to get there and i mean i i know of so many teams yeah. that uh it, it didn't come easy um for them to be to in Innsbruck and just to see the resourcefulness of how some of the team leaders managed to crowdfund, um, to continue to knock on the door of the associations, authorities, uh, sponsors, to 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 get the team over and how much they dedicated to, to making sure that um, they will perform to their best, um, despite, yeah it's it, it's a it's a very new environment to many of the athletes to be in 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 europe in 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 Innsbruck, um to do these uh races and i think it, it's it's what sport is about in a way um what what trail running it in, in a way it is to overcome all these challenges and um and seeing for example uh, the the first time the Tamahu Maras um, joining race, the race as well. I mean oh, yeah, I, that's only, right. Yeah, from reading the books, like what legendary runners they are. And um, yeah, it's 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 just I think we are at the beginning of um, something really great.
3: Jeff and if I can share another highlight before it escapes yeah, my mind. Yeah. It wasn't visible because it was something that we did behind the scenes, but there were already seven potential hosts interested in 2025, 2027 World challenges. So we'd run an observer program. Yeah. We did an observer program with the Frank, Frank people who, yeah. who were there to understand what they need to do in two years' time. And then there were, there were six or seven other delegations interested in the event. Uh, seeing that there is so much appetite really you know, confirms our original hypothesis, our 2017 hypothesis that we might have a good product here. Um, regions worldwide mountain resorts especially with climate change if you think about it mountain resorts worldwide have to diversify their offer those who cater many to to tourists and if you're looking at having a bigger um grip with the outdoor with with the active tourism segment hiking is one thing you want to promote and by hosting this kind of events essentially you're putting yourself on the on the world map of, of hiking routes if you look at the coverage that the Austrian team put together, thanks to this wonderful uh, MEP crew and, and the production manager who did a sterling job. Yes, you're, you're certainly watching performances from some of the best athletes in the world, but essentially you're, you're watching this immersed in a hour-long commercial of the Tyrol and Alps, of the city of Innsbruck, of the Stubai, Stubai Valley. This was by design. And yeah. this is where I think, the yeah, this is one of the reasons why I, I believe the future is bright for this event. It's the World Championship. I mean, it's uh, one of a kind. And uh, if we have regions worldwide uh, buying to host the future editions of the event, uh, the benefits will trickle down to the center Because we will be in a, posi- in a position to demand more. If we have just one host, we have to be happy with whatever they offer. But if you have five, you can start a little bit war between them. And the establishment of price money is essentially... Uh, a result of that right and for 2025 one goal is to increase price money i cannot commit to that fully but i can tell you that we're working really hard already as in already last week they were meeting about this with potential funders to make sure that the 2025 trails become the, the richest uh, mountain trade event ever
0: Sp- spoken like a true athletics organizer uh <laughs> but uh, but I, I, personally, for me as an athlete, um, you know, my highlight was was seeing a lot of those um, maybe newer or smaller member delegations, you know, bringing teams all the way to to, to Europe. Uh, I'm an Asian-based runner, um, and and seeing um, you know competitors coming from Philippines, Malaysia, sending big teams, Hong Kong, India, Nepal um you know for the for those athletes you know they're they're heroes back in in their home country and competing with the world's best um i I really do think that a a forum like the world championships sort of allows countries to showcase their best talent and 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 can improve the pool um that, that we'll continue to see at these these events going forward um just as we we wrap up this segment um Canfranc, Spain, coming up in two years. Uh, what what do we have to, to look ahead for um, for the next edition?
5: Well, I mean, Canfranc, uh, well, the uh, Spanish um, Pyrenees. Um, it's it's one of the most popular um, trail running destinations as well. So I'm sure that uh, the 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 courses will be great and. Uh, I think off the back of the uh, Thailand edition and uh, Innsbruck, um, there is we are already seeing a lot more interest in in, in, in the championship. Um, just uh, looking at um, our our data, and um, I think that um, more more teams will join, um, which. To me, it suggests um, a lot more runners. Uh, we are this year. We've got about 1,400, and I think in terms of numbers, it could easily go close to 2,000. Um, I spoke to some of the teams afterwards, uh, especially the smaller teams. Um, they are very interested in in sending more runners uh, to to the to the event, and also I think because it's a combined event now like um a lot of the runners that are more traditionally the um the trail runners um are now looking at oh this 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 different uh type of racing the mountain races um yeah i mean like um how do we train how do we um send teams like two years uh, how do we prepare for those as well so i think that there will be bigger teams and um the the partnership of course it's already um thinking and uh will will be starting to go get to camp frank and 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 look at um what needs to be done um so we've got 2 years so i expect um amazing stuff <laughs> in camp frank and um and also um yeah i hope to see you there like flying the canadian flag again jeff
0: they might need to introduce a master's category if I'm going
3: to be... <laughs> actually, no, as a matter of fact, next year the same place will host the, the master's world championships, which will serve as a test event to the World Championship. So you can go to Frank well, actually one year earlier than the others. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, what, what to look forward to for Frank? This is a landscape-based sport. And we're really uh, striving to, to market it, it as such. Will it be like like Innsbruck? No, obviously not. It's, it's a different place. Frank has a population of 600. Innsbruck has what 130,000. Uh, yeah. They have a different different mountains. They have a different vibe, and that's the beauty of it. The event yeah. will just showcase showcase the the history of the place. The technical technicalities of the trail are extreme. Again, I'm not expert, but those who have run the event, those who have seen the the GPS tracks in the files that the Frank team mm-hmm. uh, has shared with us. Are like this is madness make it a bit shorter so there will be people working on that to make sure that the that the event is right where it needs to be uh i'm expecting like i said to to make it to contribute to make it the the richest mountain and trade races ever and yeah different vibe it's not the alps it's the pyrenees it's a very um uh, windy very rainy area of the world we said as a matter of fact, the organizer, Alex Varela, uh, yesterday, just to give you detail of how uh, obsessed these people are with, with the details of the event and with the sport, he, mm-hmm. he, he saw the weather forecast. Water forecasts were, were pitiful for the French side of the event, and he deliberately went there to run the race to see whether or not it's acceptable from a runner's standpoint to run uh, where he wants you guys to run in 2025 under heavy, under bad weather conditions so the work has already started we will go there uh, in september on the occasion of the camp frank and frank to start doing the work that will uh, take us to to the World championships in september
0: 2025. yeah well it's very exciting and i think with two full years to prepare uh yeah a little bit over two 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 full years <laughs> It's really going to have a chance to be an amazing showcase, I think, for for, for both Ken Frank and and for the sport. So, um, mm-hmm. thanks thanks both of you for, for for joining us. Really insightful to to hear what you uh, what you both had to share. Thank you. Um, I'd also like to uh, give a thanks to the the Itra production crew uh, and our editor Sam Hill at Hill Adventures. Um, you can find all of the uh, Itra Trail Talks episodes on Itra's YouTube channel and on Spotify. Um, so, uh, thanks, uh, everyone for listening and, uh, that's it. Happy trails. Take care.